All right, well, let's go to the Lord and, and lift these things to Him and give Him praise. Let's pray. Father, we do just bring before you this morning uh, our hearts and our, our desires and our, our prayer requests. And Lord, we come to the King of kings and, and Lord of lords. We come in, in Jesus' name. Uh, Father, we thank you for the access we have uh, into the very throne room of, of God. And uh, Lord, it's by grace and your mercy that we come. Uh, Lord, we know that... Um, you love sinners, you love us, and uh, what love, Lord, we'll never be able to totally comprehend because uh, we're so undeserving of, of such love. Lord, help us to, to just rest in the finished work of, of Christ that we might just uh, fall back in His arms and, and uh, crawl up in the lap of our Daddy Father. He is the great I Am. He is uh, all we need, and may, may we, He be all that we desire and think of and, and uh, hope in. Lord, we lift up to you uh, those in, in physical need, and uh, I, I lift up to you Sarah, Sarah Jane, and I thank you, God, that it was not leukemia, uh, and that, Lord, the doctors know now how to treat it, and I pray that you'll give them wisdom and just comfort to my uh, niece. And, and her husband, Russ. Lord, I pray also for Harry, for Dad, and uh, for those in the church who are, are, are sick and, and suffering. Lord, we continue to remember, uh, lift up Janice to you, as you just brought her to my mind. Uh, so, Father, we lift up Caroline to you. Lord, there's, there are many who do not know you. That, Lord, you're working in a powerful and mighty way in the hearts of... Uh, men and women in this nation, that you're not through uh, with us, that you're working in us to do great and mighty things. And, and so we, we thank you and, and, uh, for working in Caroline's heart and, and this miracle. Continue that, oh God. Lift up Mimi to you who will go and, Lord, that she will come to know you in a, in a, in a powerful way, that you'll open in her heart, stir her, God, draw her to yourself and May she find that peace that passes all understanding. That's our desire, Lord, and I know it's your heart as well. Father, we lift up Paul and Sarah and little Noel, and God, she uh, uh, will be in the hospital. I pray, Father, that you will just comfort the parents, bring healing and strength to her, to her body. And... Uh, and Lord, for, uh, for Kevin and Scarlett, as uh, they'll be leaving and, and going, Lord, direct their paths. And may you just give them such peace that they're where you want them to be when they arrive there and that you'll be in the midst of everything and just watch over them as they travel. And uh, Lord, for the, the uh, different ones who are being counseled as well, be with those who counsel them, give them uh, wisdom to give wise counseling. And also for the, the men's ministry, uh, the monthly meeting coming Saturday and be with uh, Ben as he uh, brings your uh, uh, word, as, as he points men to Christ. So Lord, be there and just direct him as he prepares. Uh, we give you all the praise and the glory for, for what you're doing in, in us and, and through us. And, 
And uh, just bless us now. Bless your word to our hearts as we hear it. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, in the book of Romans, in the book of Romans, and I want you to, uh, and, I, and I may forget this, uh, I pray I don't, but at the end, I want to pl- pray, play a song by Steve Green. And uh, I think it's entitled, uh, uh, People Need the Lord. I think that's the title of it. The song, the song People Need the Lord. And uh, I want you just, as we hear that together, just see your responsibility and my responsibility for witnessing for Christ. And so, last several for the past several weeks, we, we see Paul's heart and his desire to see these Gentiles come to know Christ. And we saw his desire to see them grow in grace, their sanctification, and... Uh, and how does Christ bring this about? We saw last week, uh, very quickly, um, three things, by word and deed. And this is in verse, uh, let me turn over here to Romans 15. This is in verses 18 through 19. And we see, by word and deed, in the power of signs and wonders, and the, the power of the Spirit. So let's read 18 through 24 together. For I will not presume to speak of anything except what Christ has accomplished through me, resulting in the obedience of the Gentiles by word and deed, in the power of signs and wonders, in the power of the Spirit, so that from Jerusalem and round about as far as Illyricum, I have fully preached the gospel of Christ. And thus I aspire to preach the gospel, not where Christ has already been named, so that I would not build on another man's foundation. But as it is written, they who had, uh, who had no news of him shall see, and they who have not heard shall understand. For this reason, I have often uh, uh, been prevented from coming to you. But now, with no further pl- place for me in these regions, since I have had for many years a longing to come to you, Whenever I go to Spain, for I hope to see you in passing and to be helped on my way uh, there by you when I have first enjoyed your company for a while. And so this is Paul's heart, and, and we want to look at some things uh, this morning and, uh, because I think these things uh, apply to us as well. Uh, his great desire to see uh, people come to know Christ. We saw last week that uh, by word and deed, primarily the word of God, and just a quick review, uh, <clears throat> uh, we see faith comes from hearing and hearing by the word of Christ. Uh, and we, we talked about deeds, even though as good as they are, doing good deeds and even signs and wonders, cannot communicate the gospel. Uh, The Philippian jailer, remember, after seeing a a miracle, seeing a miracle, still said, what must I do to be saved? And this is what he was told. They said, believe in the Lord Jesus, and you will be saved, you and your household. And uh, that's that important, believe. Uh, Good deeds alone won't convert people. 
Uh, people need the Lord. And that's the song we'll hear at the end, and I pray God will touch our hearts about that. But uh, our, we might ask ourselves this question. Are we pointing, am I pointing men, women, and children to Christ Amen. when I have that opportunity? Uh, because we are his mouthpiece. You will have an opportunity to speak to someone that no one else probably will have that opportunity, and if they did, may not take it. It's extremely important that we be keen at doing this. Uh, uh, mankind must see that without Christ, they will perish. John 3.36, He that hath the Son hath life, and he that believeth not the Son shall not see life. But what? The wrath of God abides on him. If someone does not have Christ, they will receive the wrath of God. By faith, they must believe uh, in Christ. Uh, are you more interested in people that you talk to, maybe coming to your church, uh, following after your own particular views on certain topics of interest like eschatology, study the last things? Are you more interested uh, in them coming to faith in Christ? There's some people that are more interested in making someone a Baptist, a Presbyterian, uh, a Catholic, a Methodist, or whatever than they are them coming to know Christ. You're not a Baptist, you can't be saved. Whoa, have I heard that before? And, and not, I'm not picking on the Baptist. I've heard that said by other groups as well. No, uh, that's, that's uh, not true. We need Christ. We must follow Christ. He is our Lord and He is our Savior. Uh, the scriptures are very clear about that. You must be born again. Jesus answered and said to him, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he is old? He cannot enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born, can he? Jesus answered, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water, and I think that's in the mother's womb, that's what he's talking about, and the Spirit, he must be born of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the Spirit is spirit. You have to be born again to enter the kingdom of God. You must know Christ. You must be trusting in Christ alone for your salvation. And this comes through, of course, the power of the Holy Spirit. The power of the Spirit regenerating a heart, opening that heart to who Christ is. And uh, you must see your total depravity, that you're hopeless and helpless without Christ, that you will not make it without Christ, without faith in Him. Your good works will not get you there. Stop trusting in your good deeds to save you. They will not save you. No matter how good you may be, they will not save you. I cannot emphasize that enough. And it really breaks my heart after preaching the gospel, hearing what somebody say, well, I just hope I'm good enough to make it. See, what is that telling me? The message has gone over their head. 
I have many friends. Well, I just hope I'm good enough. No, you can't be good enough. You're not going to make it. Uh, you're dead in your trespasses and sin. You need, you need Jesus. Uh, and again, this is, uh, uh, what would you call this, uh, uh, Bible 101? But you know what? We need Bible 101. Amen. We never get tired of Bible 101. You can study all the details about the second coming and all of that's interesting and so forth, but this is where it's at, people. It's leading men and women to Christ. Jesus said to him, I am the way. And remember, the I am here is ego and me. Jesus says, I, I am the way. There is no other way. He's the way, the truth, and the life. No man, no one. How many come to the Father? No one comes to the Father but through me. You can't come through Buddha. I don't care who it is. You cannot come. Only through Christ. Looking to Him for salvation. Uh, another passage. Acts 4.12 And there is salvation in no one else. For there is no other name under heaven that has been given among men by which we must be saved. So clear. So. We need to pray, God, by the power of your Holy Spirit, by the regenerating power of your Holy Spirit, uh, uh, come and work in this person's heart. Amen. Open their eyes to see their blindness. And this is what Paul is telling us to do. Uh, because believe me, brethren, the supernatural is real. We're, we're, there's a war raging right now against principalities and power against spiritual darkness, and uh, unless their eyes are opened by the power of the Holy Spirit, they will not see. And uh, very clear in Deuteronomy 18, 9, uh, 10 through 12, and there shall not be found among you anyone who makes his son or his daughter pass through the fire, one who uses divination, one who practices witchcraft, or who interprets omens or sorcerer, or one who casts a spell or a medium or a spiritist, or one who calls up the dead, for whoever does these things is what? Detestable to the Lord. In other words, don't play with Ouija boards. I played with one as a kid. Didn't know what I was doing. Ignorant, you know. And, and uh, I don't I'm not going to But anyway, the thing moved. It spelled. And everybody, you're doing that, right? No, nah, it wasn't me. You're doing it. You're just telling me you're not doing it. It spelled. And it would answer questions, yes or no. The world of the uh, spiritual world of darkness, believe me, is out there. And uh, we need to, to realize that. We're, 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 uh, you're struggling against, you're wrestling against, not flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. Believe me, the devil hates when you witness. Amen. And you will be attacked. Start opening your mouth for Christ and, and see what happens. Right. You, start, you start telling people uh, that God has changed you by the power of the Holy Spirit and Jesus is real, and you will be attacked. Amen. I mean, Kevin and Scarlett, they're, you know, I don't know if it's already started, but it can even happen within the marriage. Satan will start attacking. It, and it may not even come from outside, you see. And, and this is true of you, brother, and you've already and, and it's true. We've experienced that. Janine and I have experienced and and, and it happens. God uh, uh, the devil hates for you to witness. And uh, 
And evangelism is something, though, that we all must do. And I hope we really see that. The three things that I want to uh, emphasize this morning. And and, uh, what Paul's longing was, and it should be uh, our longing, is to be a witness for Christ. And that's what he says. We've read that. This was his, I call it a holy longing, a holy ambition, a holy desire. Boy, ask yourself that question. Do I have a longing to see people come to know Christ? Whoa, that's a good one to ask yourself. When I see somebody who doesn't know Christ, is it my desire to see them come to know Christ? That'll tell you a lot about yourself. Whether you're living for self uh, or not. Whether you're only interested in what will please you and what have you. But in verses 22 and 23, Paul has a longing for them to come to know Christ. But he is hindered, it says here, by something controlling him. Uh, That is, he had a desire to come to those in Rome. And and, uh, he said, oh, I long to be with you, but... I'm being controlled by something else. And what was that? His longing to take the gospel where it's never been before. And maybe some of you experienced that. You know, I'd love to come over to your house and see you. And you really would. That's a longing. That's a desire. But I can't because I've got to do this. And this is what Paul is saying. I can't come right now because God has laid it on my heart to do this. Did that to Kevin and Scarlett. Are there other things, Kevin, that you would like to do? Yes. Yeah. I get a smile. Yeah, there are. But he says, no, I have a higher calling. I have a greater desire to serve Christ and uh, whatever that may look like. And so this is big. This is huge. Uh, we, need to, we need to take this to heart. And, and that's what kept Paul from coming. And... Uh, But now he says, I can come. Why? Because he uh, has finished uh, uh, doing what he desired, which was preaching from Jerusalem roundabout as far as Illyricum. And he's hoping now that that he can come and hopes to see them uh, because he's done with what God has called him to do at this time. And, uh, you know, it's good thing to be controlled by a holy longing. Uh, it is a holy longing, I say, because it comes from God. Because see, there are other longings, there are other desires, but does it come from God? Is your holy longing coming from God to serve Him uh, in, His, in His Word? Uh, do you have this holy ambition, this desire? Uh, uh, let me ask you, what is your desire? What is your holy longing? And you say, well, I, I really don't have a holy longing. You need a holy longing. We all need a holy longing. And I think a big part of that is seeing other people come to know Christ, praying for them. Are we praying for the lost, those that we know who are Are we really, not just talking about it, not just mentioning it here and pray for so-and-so, no, are we really praying for them? Do we really believe that God has the power to change them? Paul did. And he saw it. He saw it all the time uh, as, he, as he ministered. Uh, 
we need this. It is holy also because, uh, because he desired to see people come to Christ who don't know him. And that should be our desire. And you know what? Uh, he doesn't say, okay, uh, I'm coming uh, and I want a whole bunch of you to do what I'm doing. No. He doesn't ask them to go with him on these journeys. That's what God has called him to do. And so theirs is different. Everybody's ambition, everybody's longing is different. I planted, Apollos watered, but God was causing the growth. You know, Paul planted churches. And that's his desire to go where no man has gone before. Have you heard that in a... In a <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm a Star Trek <laughs> nut. But no, he, he says, I long to go where no man's gone before. Amen. And that's, that, some people are called to do that. But others uh, are not. They're watering. They go where Christ has already been. I'm watering. Say, Christ has, has come here. Uh, uh, this church has been planted, but now I'm watering. But you know what we need to remember? What is this? God is causing the growth. So neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything, but God who causes the growth. Now he who plants and he who waters are one, but each one will receive his own reward according to his own labor. For we are God's fellow workers. See, different... Different things to do, different callings, different... We're in the church. You may be a greeter at the back door. You, know, you may say, you know, God has called me to... I, I had a, a, a greeter, and his name was Joe Lawrence. He's, a, he's in CPA. He would meet people at the back door and greet them as they, they came in. And Janine and I came with our girls and said, hello, and we introduced ourselves, and these are our three doors. Next week, we come up there, and he, Joe says, uh, hi, Sid and Janine, and how are you, Martha, Christine, and Sarah? Whoa, I mean, I was blown away. See, because that's what God gave him to do. And so God gives us different things to do. And uh, we have different gifts. And he says in, in 1 Corinthians 7, 7 through 9, Yet I wish that all men were even as I, I myself am. What is he talking about? Being single, not married. And he says, However, each man has his own gift from God. One in this manner and another in that. But I say to the unmarried and to widows that it is good for them if they remain even as I, single. But if they do not have self-control, let them marry. For it is better to marry than to burn uh, with passion. So we've given, been given uh, different gifts and different callings. And, uh, but really a holy ambition or longing means something that you really want to do that God wants you to do. It's really doing something that you want to do that God wants you to do. See the difference in just doing what you want to do? There's a lot of difference there. And, uh, and uh, you know, when I, was a, when I was a child, I spake as a child. Matter of fact, turn that. that uh, in Romans, uh, I mean, in 1 Corinthians 13. 1 Corinthians 13. In verse, I think it's 11. Yeah, verse 11. When I was a child, I used to speak like a child, think like a child, reason like a child. When I became a man, I put away childish things. 
You know what my longing was as a child? Did I have a longing at that point to serve Christ? No, not really. I didn't have a holy longing, but I did have ambitions. You know what my ambition was? Strap on two six guns. And I would stand there in front of the TV set. And when Matt Dillon would draw, I would see if I could outdraw him. But what was I, a child? And I spoke like a child. I acted like a child. Because what? I was a child. Right? No problem with that. And little girls, uh, you know, they, they, they have their dolls. And they play with the dolls. And I don't know all the names of them when he want to go there. But, you know, they like these little... But you know what? They put away childish things. And so, you know, when you grow up, uh, you may work in an orphanage, take care of little, little children. Uh, you may uh, work in the nursery, taking care of little children. You may be like Suzanne Wesley with her children, godly kids she raised up. See, that's a high calling. It's a longing that she had and did a good job at it. Of course, God blessing her. But uh, when we grow up, we put away childish things. And we become real soldiers. You know, I used, I used to have army men and I would I'd build forts and put them behind there. My brother would build one and then we'd take, we'd get spitballs and try to knock each other's forts down with spitballs. Well, when you grow up, you might become, in the, you may go into the military, you see. And you, you strap on a real gun. You put away childish things. And, uh, but God uh, is working in us uh, uh, unbelievable, uh, in unbelievable ways. And uh, someone said the only difference between men and boys is the price of their toys. And there is some truth in that, is there not? Do I, women, do I have an amen? amen. That's pretty good. I, I think that's right. But hopefully when we grow up, we have a holy longing to put on, men, the armor of God. To have the sword of the Spirit. Amen. Not a plastic sword. The sword of the Spirit. You see, the, you see where I'm coming? You see where I'm going with this? When you grow up. When you become mature in Christ, uh, you fight the good fight of faith, as Paul said. Uh, the, with the sword of the Spirit, Ephesians 6, you can read about that. When I was a little kid, I used to play with dump trucks and make roads, and, and I had a dump truck full of sand. You see where I'm going with this? Probably not. I'm not sure I do. No, I had now, prayerfully and hopefully, I have a dump truck full of love. A dump truck full of love for other people and their needs. My wife's needs. Y'all's needs. It's that important. It's that important. What is the real need in the world? Christ. Christ. The world needs Christ. I'm going to skip several uh, just because of time and it's okay. Uh, this, is, this is speaking of, of uh, Paul's Damascus Road experience. We probably won't have that, as you know. Uh, Acts 9, 3 through 6. We're not going to have that uh, as he did, but that's okay. Uh, we uh, still 
have his word. And uh, we see that uh, there is a real need in this world. And that need is Christ. The world needs Christ as Paul needed Christ. Uh, uh, holy ambitions, holy longings always meets somebody else's need. A holy longing always meets somebody else's need. I want you to just think about that. Acts 26, 18, and this is one that Ben read. This was Paul's, uh, as Jesus said when he sends Paul, he says, to open their eyes so that they may turn from their darkness to light. What we have is the gospel. And from the dominion of Satan to God that they may receive forgiveness of sins and an inheritance among those who have been sanctified by faith in me. And that's ought to be our desire. Uh, as as uh, Jesus told uh, Paul. Uh, people need the Lord. Why? Because they are without excuse. Without him. Another passage I won't take time to read. But it's Romans 1. 18 through 23. And he just tells here. We went through that in Romans. But they are without excuse. In the world. They are without excuse. What did, uh, what did Jesus say in Mark 16, 15? And he said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. You know what? If man were not lost because they have not heard the gospel, why would you take it to them so they can be guilty now? No. You go into the world to preach the gospel. Why? Because all men are guilty before God. Why? They have not received Christ as their Lord and Savior. This is what he's saying. Go into all the world. He doesn't say go into all the world so you can make them guilty so they, you know. No. They're already condemned. Jesus said, I, you know, he did not come uh, for condemnation. Because they're already condemned. And so, there are only, only one hope for all human beings, and that is Christ. Hearing, believing the gospel of Christ. That's why Paul said in Romans 1.16, I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to all who believe. Lost people who know not the name of Christ, who are not trusting in Christ, are lost. All people. And that's our desire is to reach all people. You know, uh, the, uh, the greatest joy, I think, in knowing Christ uh, is knowing Christ. The greatest joy is knowing Christ. And the second greatest joy is making Him known. Let that sink in. The greatest joy is knowing Christ. The second greatest joy is making Him known. There is no thrill like seeing, by, seeing someone that you have witnessed to come to know Christ. If it isn't, you know, you need to really check your own heart. But wow, to see somebody. I remember uh, this, this young man in, in, way back in Columbia, South Carolina, who was an Episcopalian like me, and I gave him the simple gospel, and his eyes just, he just, ah, 
and he just rejoiced with running around hugging everybody. I mean, this guy uh, was dramatically converted. I mean, it was just like nothing I'd ever seen before, and it was genuine. He really understood he was lost and needed Christ. And yet, like me, he was raised in the church and never heard uh, that salvation by grace alone, through faith alone, through the shed blood of Christ alone. And uh, so Paul was called to, to plant. Uh, what are we? He said, what did he say to Timothy? Last verse. But you be sober in all things, endure hardship, do the work of an evangelist, fulfill your ministry. In other words, right there where you are. This is our calling too. I know, you know, we are to fulfill, we're to do the work of an evangelist. You can be an evangelist. You can win people to Christ. Maybe somebody comes to your door. Uh, somebody you run into. Somebody that you know. Uh, Mel Trotter had a, a sermon of years ago, and maybe I can find it and have it reprinted, but it was called Born to Reproduce was the name of the sermon. Another book you can read that's great on this subject is The Soul Winner by Spurgeon. It's really good. But brothers and sisters, we need to get excited about winning people to Christ. Amen. We really do. Because this is what people need. They need Christ. Listen to this song. Let us pray. Father, work in all of us, work in my heart. Give me a greater love for the lost. Lord, knowing that without Christ, they will spend eternity separated from Him. Lord, work in our hearts, work in my heart powerfully by the, Your Holy Spirit. Give us boldness as uh, the early church had great boldness to proclaim Jesus and his wonderful name we pray. Amen.